Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. It's Thursday and we are all basking in the glow of a very, very comfortable Champions League win last night against Sevilla. It, I'm not sure comfortable is even the right word. It was an absolute stroll in the park. Arsenal dominant against the Spanish side. They beat 2-1 over in Spain a couple of weeks ago. That was a difficult game. It was certainly a difficult final half an hour in Spain. This was nothing of the case. It was absolutely as one-sided a game that you could ever wish for, especially in the Champions League. Just totally dominant from start to finish. I mean, Arsenal barely had to get out of second gear, to be fairly honest with you. It was that easy for them. Severe. I don't quite know what happened. I know they've been struggling a bit this season, but... I didn't think they were that bad. They just offered absolutely nothing and it was a dominant win. It was all Mikel Arteta would have asked for, especially going into it on the back of those two defeats, of course. Just wanted a win to get everything back on track ahead of the weekend's game against Burnley. And that's exactly what happened in just an absolute dominant victory. So plenty to discuss. We'll go over some of the big talking points from the game, see what Mikel had to say. I'll give my thoughts on Bukai Saka, Gabriel Martinelli, the brilliance of Declan Rice. I'll do my player ratings at the end because, of course, I didn't get time after the game last night as I was heading back home to uh, do my player rating. So we'll go through all of that as well. Right, let's get going then, shall we? And what was the dominant side? Look, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the stats I've put up on the screen from last night, which tells the story of the game. 11 shots to Arsenal, just the one for Sevilla. That came literally in like the 94th minute. It was almost like Arsenal took pity on Sevilla at that point and just let them have a shot so that David Raya had something to do in terms of making a save. Three shots on target for Arsenal, 62% possession. Just totally dominant from start to finish. Um, and like I said, they barely had to get out of second gear. They weren't, it wasn't a thriller minute by any means, but this is a sort of controlled game that Mikel Arteta is kind of dreaming about, I think, this season when his side just strangled the life out of their opponents um, and just cruised to win. There was no point in that game 
that you thought you started to get a little bit worried, like even when it was one nil and it was just one goal difference. I just there was no point that I thought, oh, this is a bit dodgy here. This might get a little bit nervy because Sevilla just was being kept so comfortably at arm's length by Arsenal that I just didn't see where a goal was going to come from. Normally, at one nil, you're just a li- and until you get that second goal, you are just a little bit concerned. It could be a set piece. It could be one strike from thirty yards into the top, top corner, something like that that suddenly brings the other team back on terms. But I just never felt at all like Sevilla were even going to threaten to do something like that, such as Arsenal's dominance in the game. And and that's how it proved. They did end up getting the second goal, of course, in the second half through Bukayo Saka. And then and then that was it. It was just take your foot off the gas, cruise through um, and, and get the job done, which they did. They haven't qualified yet because of PSV's win against Lons. But if Arsenal beat Lons next time out, at the Emirates, then they not only guarantee themselves passage through the knockout stages, but they also guarantee themselves passage through as group winners. So just one hurdle left, really, to get past for Arsenal. And you would expect they would do that, but you never know. There's still a job to be done. So that's coming up in a, a couple of weeks' time. But yeah, Mikel Arteta, understandably, a very happy man at what he saw from his side and what was a really dominant display. It took a little bit of time to get going, you know, Sevilla offered, as I said, absolutely nothing in that sort of first 25 minutes to half an hour. But Arsenal had to remain a little bit patient. They weren't cutting Sevilla open constantly. Gabriel Martinelli was enjoying himself down the left-hand side and he thought that might be where the the breakthrough could come from. But they had to stay patient. And in the end, it actually came from the other side with um, Bukayo Saka getting in down the right and crossing the ball through for Leandro Trossard, who was playing as a central striker to make it 1-0. It was a goal obviously made by Saka, but it was Jorginho's fantastic pass that just sort of split Seville wide open that got um, Saka in down the right that really was the the key moment of that move to uh, to finally break Seville's resistance and give Arsenal the lead that they absolutely deserved at that point. And, um, and you just kind of, it was just a matter of, you know, when they were going to go and kill the game off at, uh, after that. And it came in the second half, Bakai Saka, who was very, very good all night, getting on the end of Gabriel Martinelli's through ball. Turning his man, really lovely finish from Saka as well to make it 2-0. Arsenal gone close before that. Kai Havertz had bent one so, so close to scoring an absolute beauty. I was right behind where he shot that and I honestly thought it was in. It was curling, it was curling and it looked like it was just going to drift inside the top corner. But it went just past the post. Really unlucky. There were a couple of other chances as well. But finally Saka got the goal that sort of killed killed things off completely and allowed Arsenal to cruise through. It was, um, it was, it was a lovely ball from Martinelli who just had their severe left back. I've forgotten his name now. Just had him on toast the whole way through that game. It was just <laughs> absolutely, you really, really felt sorry for him at one point. There's just a moment, I think, in that first half, but it's probably like the second time he got past him when Martinelli just thought, you know what? I have absolutely got him here. He is not going to get anywhere near me. I thought, I'm going to bring up a stat. Here it is for you. Um, but there was a moment in that game where, yeah, he got past him once, then he got past him again, and he thought, you know what, he can't, he can't stop me. I'm just going to knock it past him and just keep going every single time. And you see here the stat from Squawker, if you're watching on YouTube, says no defender has been dribbled past more than eight times in the Champions League um, in the last eight seasons than uh, Juan Luis Sanchez was against Arsenal. Gabriel Martinelli giving him nightmares. Martinelli actually got named man of the match, voted man of the match by the Arsenal supporters. They announced that today. He was speaking after the game and he said, every time I want the ball as quickly as possible to have the advantage to go on and take the fullback on one-on-one. That's what I like to do and I think the team knows that. Me and B, Saka, are good at that and today it's what you want. If you go if you go one, two or three times and you beat your opponent, you get more confidence and that's what happened today. And you could see 
Martinelli just knew he had him. He just absolutely knew in that first half. He worked it out pretty much straight away and just kept going every time, get the ball to him, knock it past him, go. Sanchez wasn't going to get near him. And it was, I think the only sort of drawback from it was the amount of times he got into good crossing positions after beating Sanchez and he didn't really pick out the right cross. That was frustrating a little bit. I think his final ball, considering the amount of times he got past him, he could have caused more problems with his final ball, but he kept picking out the defender rather than an Arsenal man. So I think that was one sort of drawback from it. But in terms of just that sort of electric way of a winger going past his fullback, he just did that all night and it was a lot of fun to watch. And he did get his assist. It didn't come from one of those moments of when he sort of got on the outside of the fullback. It actually came when he cut inside and then put, sent a perfect ball through to Saka, who scored. And uh, yeah, Martin had said afterwards, I told Saka he's going to, I told B he's going to have to get me, pay me dinner. I'm so happy with his win. And for the goal as well, I think it was important for um, for Bukayo to score as well because he played so. You know, it's it been a little bit quiet in the last couple of games. I think that's fair to say, and um, so it's important for him to score that sort of goal. He did limp off injured, of course, which we'll talk about a little bit later on in the show. But fingers crossed, that's not too bad, um, and the goal will give him the confidence boost he needs to see Saka back to his best. And you know, Mikel was really, really happy. Understandably, as I said, this was the kind of game, the controlling, the type of game that Mikel really wants to see from his side, and we are seeing it. This season, Arsenal are strangling teams. They're so good off the ball now, Arsenal. And this with a lot of players missing. But Declan Rice, who I'll talk about in a second, just does not give the other team any sort of time to set themselves and get themselves into the game because he's just so good at disrupting things and just getting back and nicking the ball off people. And that just allowed Arsenal just constantly to turn possession back over, get themselves going forward again and didn't give Seville any sort of a momentum in the game. It was a really dominant display. And Mikel was asked if it was a good response after what happened at Newcastle. And he said, I think it was more of, it was just more of the really good things we did at Newcastle. We didn't need a response because the team performed extraordinarily well against a team that were really difficult to play against. Today, it needed other requirements. Tactically, we needed something else. We played at home. We need a different game. And we implemented what we wanted really, really well. So I'm really happy with the last two performances. And, you know, that's why I was talking about it after Newcastle. Ago. I don't think that was a bad performance from Arsenal at Newcastle at all. That was a really controlled, again, performance at one of the toughest grounds to go to play at. That for pretty much 90 minutes, they just stopped Newcastle playing. They didn't give them a sniff. Of course, they got the goal, which shouldn't have counted. And that was basically Newcastle's only chance, the only time they, the only chance they had in the entire game. And it's just another, I, I think what we're seeing at the moment from Arsenal is just the ability to really shut teams down. They're not the best going forward. They're not creating the most going forward. I've said before, I think that's, you can put a large chunk of that down to the players who are missing. It's no surprise that they're not playing at their best going forward when they're missing such crucial players in terms of how they dictate the play and how they go forward in terms of party, Odegaard, Jesus, players like that. But in terms of defensively, what we're seeing from Arsenal this season, I think there's so much to like. So much to look forward to in terms of what's to come this season because Arsenal, they are. I don't think there's many tougher teams to play against in the Premier League right now. I don't think than Arsenal in terms of trying to dominate possession and get yourselves into the game. And I think a large part of that is down to the um, the brilliance of Declan Rice. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I thought he was so good last night. I found myself laughing at times just standing there watching him in the stadium. And I don't, I don't think you really see, if you're watching on TV, you don't get the full picture of just how good Declan Rice is and what he does. I was watching him last night and like I said, I was just laughing at times. He reminded me, and I said this on Twitter, maybe this is just me and I wasn't very good at five-a-side <laughs> five football, but there were certain players that I played against when I was playing five-a-side, and I played a fair bit of five-a-side in my younger days, shall we say, that there were just players when you saw them, when you played against them before and you're just like, oh no, this is going to be a horrible game, who just, they are everywhere. No matter what you do to try and lose them on that five-a-side pitch, you know, you go, you see where they are. They're over the right. So, all right, I'm going to be on the left to try and get myself some space here and get on the ball. You get the ball and suddenly they're there. They're on you. And you're like, how How are you there? I just left you on the other side of the pitch. How are you already right behind me, nicking the ball off me? It's like, no matter what you could do, they were just there. They didn't give you a second. And that's what I was thinking about Declan Rice yesterday. The amount of times severe players must have thought, oh, we've left him behind. I've got a bit of space here. He's. He, I've just seen him lose possession up there, I've just seen him bomb forward and Martinelli's lost possession. So Declan must be 30 yards away from me. Turn, get your head up and suddenly Declan Rice is there taking the ball off you. He is just so good out of possession in terms of winning the ball back and getting Arsenal going forward again that it's ridiculous at times. And it's and I've said it before, it's like 105 million. It's, it seems mad to call someone who costs that amount of money a bargain because no one can be that a bargain, surely, when he costs 105 million. It's, it's obscene amounts of money. But he's worth every penny. He is absolutely worth every penny or more what Arsenal signed, um, signed or spent to get him in from West Ham. Just every single game, he does it. Every single game, no matter the result. You know, even Newcastle at the weekend, Arsenal lose that game. Declan Rice is just sensational in it. Did not deserve to be on the losing side. He's that good. And I wish Thomas Partey was fit. That's what I found myself thinking. And Jorginho played really well yesterday. Fair play to him. Um, and like I said, he played such a huge role in the first goal as well. And I think he had a really good night as well, Jorginho, yesterday. But I just, I felt, I, I was wishing, watching it yesterday, that Thomas Partey is fit. And that we're seeing it week in, week out, game after game, seeing the midfield with Declan Rice and Thomas Partey in it. Because it would be so exciting. It would give Arsenal so much quality in that midfield. I just can't wait for Thomas Partey to be fit and get back into this side and really start to play alongside Declan Rice going forward. Because just two players of that quality in the middle of Arsenal's midfield is going to make them a very, very special team. And yeah, I thought Declan Rice was absolutely exceptional, but let me know, of course, what you guys think uh, on that. And um, Bukai Saka was actually named man in a match, I think it was, by UEFA. So my man in a match, and I will go through my player ratings here, my man in a match was Declan Rice. Um, Arsenal fans' man in a match was Gabriel Martinelli, and UEFA's man in a match was Bukai Saka, who did limp off 
in the second half. And that was a bit of a worry. It was like one of the downsides of the game. You know, we're used to seeing Bukayo Saka limp off at the moment. I thought it was mad, and this is a little bit of a side thing, but he was clearly injured. He had to go off. And yet the referee makes him walk off on the other side of the pitch. And he has to limp the entire way round the pitch, basically, from one place where the uh, centre circle is, had to walk the entire way round the pitch to go off. It just seems totally mad. I get it. Um, time wasting and all that sort of stuff. But this wasn't time wasting. This was clearly a player who was injured. And yet you're being made to limp the whole way around the pitch to go off. It's like, just make it make sense. Please make it make sense. This isn't a case of Arsenal time wasting. The referee can see he's injured. He's having to go off. He's having to get replaced. Just stop your watch. There's no time wasting going on and let him go off the shortest way rather than making him walk clearly injured the whole way around the pitch. It was, it was just... I, I was like, what's going on? This is so mad. But um, Mikel was speaking about him afterwards. He, he talked about him being fouled repeatedly. And he was, again, it was another game where you just saw him constantly being targeted, constantly being kicked. And Mikel says, well, there is contact in football. And obviously for the wingers who want to take people on, this is going to happen. At the end, he wasn't comfortable to carry on. Hopefully it's not too much, but I'm really pleased with the injury. Um, when he kind of asked for the details of the injury, he said, look, it was just a kick. I was told by the physios on the radio that he wasn't happy to continue. So he will have some discomfort, but hopefully I want to assume that he will be okay. Now he did up, he did get up and try to carry on. You saw that it was right in front of us, but then he went back down on the pitch again, sat down and went off. And hopefully it was just a precaution. I was watching him when he was walking around the pitch. And when he first limped off, which was on our side where I was sitting on the stadium, he looked very uncomfortable and limp in quite heavily, quite badly. But by the time he'd done that big trek the whole way around the pitch, back to where the dugouts were, he was walking a little bit better, I thought. And um, he seemed okay after the game. And hopefully it's just one of those contact injuries that Saka gets pretty much every single game now. And he'll be fine for the weekend because it'd be a shame if he wasn't available, given how uh, the sort of confidence boost is getting that goal, what that would do for him. And also given the fact that Arsenal are really running out of forwards at the moment. So they definitely need... Bukaya Saka on uh, at the weekend against Burnley. Tommy Asu went off injured as well in the first half. He didn't come back out for the second half. He started at left back, didn't come back out for the second half. Zinchenko came out. Um, Mikel was asked why he was substituted. He said he had discomfort in the first half. And we didn't want to take any risks. He's played a lot of minutes and obviously having Zinchenko on a bench ready to come in, I think it was the right decision. And I think it was definitely the right decision. I thought Zinchenko actually had a decent second half as well. Very unlucky not to score with that volley. Whoa, what a goal that would have been. Anywhere else but straight at the goalkeeper. And that's uh, unsavable. We hit it so well. Um, fingers crossed on Tommy Asu. It'd be real, real shame if he was to pick up an injury now, given how well he's playing this season how injury-free he's been this season, which we all know is key for Tommy Asu because um, he's had his issues in the past. And it'd be a real shame if this season, which is going really, really well for him, suddenly gets disrupted by another injury. So fingers crossed that he will be OK. But the good thing is for Arsenal is that they've got Zinchenko. He's obviously a very good player. I think Burnley at home anyway this weekend is a Zinchenko game, probably. So I imagine he would have started that one, anyone and to that, that, that one anyway. And Tommy Asu would have a sort of a bit of a rest, having played a fair bit, as Mikel said. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed that's not too bad. But um, player ratings. Let's finish with some player ratings, shall we? Now, I know, actually, I haven't said this. I should have said it. Myself and James Benge, of course, are sitting down today a little bit later on this afternoon to do our Inside Arsenal Extra Time show. So if there's anything you want to talk about in that game, in that um, show from anything you saw last night, any sort of performances you wanted to talk about, any sort of Arsenal opinion, comment, question, 
that you have, please do send them in. Reply if you're watching us on YouTube, reply to them We're in the comments section. I'll go through some of them. We'll try and include them in this afternoon's show. Um, but I will wrap this one up with some player ratings, shall we? I thought it was a really good performance all round by Arsenal. As I said, a couple of real standout performance. David Raya may as well have just sat there with his uh, with a drink in the first half, sort of well, in the whole game, wheeled up a little bit of a deck chair, sat with his drink and just enjoyed the show that was going on around him. He had so little to do. Had that one save to make in injury time, which he did very, very well. He was excellent with his ball, with the ball at his feet at times. Played a couple of really nice passes, um, which cut out the um, severe midfield and found players like Jorginho. So I thought it was a good night for David Raya. Very, very untested, obviously, but uh, a good night for him. So I gave him a seven. Ben White, I gave a seven. William Saliba, I thought was excellent. Once again, there was one brilliant sliding tackle in the se- in the first half when Sevilla kind of threatened like they might have just about got in behind, but Saliba with that recovery pace of his got back, slid in, knocked the ball away, and, and that was that. It was just a typical Saliba performance all night. Just so, so good. I gave him an eight. Gabriel, I gave a seven. Tommy, I gave a six because he went off at half time. obviously. Um, did nothing wrong in that game. Jorginho, I thought played, you know, had a good night. That pass at finally broke Sevilla's resistance with such a crucial moment of the game. Um, and yeah, good performance for him. Gave him a seven. Kai Havertz gave a seven. Really unlucky not to score. I liked quite a bit of what I saw from Havertz last night. This right-sided eight-roll, obviously filling in for Odegaard at the moment. I think he's looked pretty decent in the last couple of games against Newcastle. And um, uh, and last night, Mikel Arteta was very happy with him, speaking about him in his press conference afterwards. And I thought it was a good night for Kai Havertz. would have been great if that goal had bent into the far corner than just past the post. It would have been a big moment for him. Um, but yes, yeah, so I gave him a seven. Declan Rice, my man of the match, gave him a nine. I just thought he was so, so good. Just constantly, everything he did was quality. Just an exceptional, exceptional footballer. Uh, Bukaya Saka gave an eight assist and a goal. Um, really good. Excellent finish. Lovely assist for Trossard. Goal he put on a plate for him. Trossard, I gave a seven. Um, I like Trossard as a nine, as that sort of false nine type player. Him, Saka and Martinelli seem to link up really, really well. Took his goal nicely. Had to finish it, of course. He can't be missing that sort of chance and he didn't. He stuck it away and played, you know, played well all night long. Gave him a seven. Martinelli, I gave an eight uh, for just a 90 minutes of terrorising the, um, well, not 90 minutes because he went off, but you know what I mean, just terrorising the severe defence and the fullback and um, and got his assist as well, which was deserved goal contribution at the end. So, yeah, Declan Rice, my man of the match with nine standouts for Saka, Martinelli and Saliba as well, but everyone played well. Mikel used all the five subs. Zinchenko, I thought, had a decent game. I gave him a seven. He played 45 minutes, the longest of all the subs. Really unlucky not to score with that volley, as I said. The rest of them, you know, came on. The game was done and dusted. Kivior and Elneny came on very, very late. The other two got a little bit more more time, but, um, you know, the game was done and dusted by then. Arsenal cruising to the victory. And that's it. Thank you very much for watching, uh, everyone. Like I said, Inside Arsenal Extra Time coming a little bit later on today. So if you want to get involved, if you want to put in a question and a comment, an opinion, anything like that, do so in the comments below from this show. And, we'll, and I'll uh, put a few of them together and me and James will hopefully go over them a little bit later on. Until then, everyone, have a very good Thursday and I'll speak to you very, very soon. Mm. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just $60, bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.